Riding on the back of a garbage truck fully naked in the middle of (laughs) New York City. I want the album. It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. I wish our listeners would know what it takes just to get to that point of the oh, podcast. You have no idea how long it takes. <laughs> we have to take podcast Viagra. <laughs> it's so <laughs> difficult to get on the same page. Oh my gosh. We just have Brad do his best. Uh, Don, Don Pardo. Pardo. <laughs> uh, we, Brad and I have been out of town this weekend. We have. We flew in. Uh, we got here about an hour ago, and now uh-huh. we're recording because we got to get this done. Yeah, we know you you out there, all thousands of listeners are hungry for some SNL review and recap. So we're recording this on a Monday night. We normally record on Sunday because we we were in Utah. Yeah, Utah. I was Provo. Provo's Provo, you know. Land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah, the escort scene is a little little dour, but- Unless you want someone, unless you want someone to actually just escort you home, then they have plenty of people to do that. You know what? The, the thing about Provo, uh, they shut down on Sundays. There's really not a lot going on on Sundays, and it's know? not just Provo, but it's it's, 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 it's a it's, lot it's, of Utah. Utah. Yeah. A little bit of Mormonism going on out there, which is fine. Nothing wrong with it. Um, have they ever yeah. had a Mormon cast member of SNL? Uh, Mitt, Mitt good... Romney, eighty-seven to eighty-eight. Good, good question. <laughs> hey, those, right after those Dick Ebersol years, uh, he came in and really kind of revitalized the show. But uh, but we're back and we're we're back to talk about the the Emma Stone episode. Yes, that's right. Emma Stone returned to Saturday Night Live to join the Five Timers Club. Correct. Yeah, you know this if you're an SNL fan. But Five Timers is kind of an elite club. How many have they had now? Do you know? I think Emma Stone just became the. The twenty fourth, the twenty fourth member. I think twenty fifth, actually, isn't it? Ooh, Ooh that's a good sexy. I, could, I, I don't yeah. know. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. It's just just it's over not a, a couple. Ton, then really, for as many hosts as they've had. No, so. not at all. How many other women have been five timers? Oh, that's a good question. Good question. Yeah, thank you. I I came up with that. Good question. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Candace Bergen. Uh, Brad gets a point. He did say, "Oh, okay, Tina Fey." He did say other than those two, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, who else are the gosh the go to? So you, there, there are two six time hosts that you that are uh, that are femme fatales. Yep, and then there's another five time host. I'm gonna say Julia Sweeney. No, <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Um, I'm just joking. Amy Poehler. No, Amy Poehler surprisingly has only hosted twice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, where's Kristen Wiig on? on I there? think she's four. She's on the. So cusp. there are two four timers. Gotcha. Kristen Wiig is one of them. Two f- female f- right. four timers. Maya Rudolph. Nope. You're never gonna get this one. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh that makes okay. sense. And she was very good whenever she hosted too. That's the well that's the, the, up until the last one. Sure, but like I mean, but previously though she yeah. was awesome. Yeah, she 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 kind she of was like kind Emma of similar. Stone. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> similar in that way. Okay, so who else? Emma Stone. Okay, so you've got Emma Stone, Candace Bergen, Tina Fey, and then, uh, do you want me to give me to you? All yeah, right. sure. Drew Barrymore. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. Scarlett Johansson has done six. Oh. Uh, she met her husband on the show. Yeah, uh, weirdly enough. And Melissa McCarthy has done five. Of okay, course. There we go. Nice. All yes, right. Very nice. Wonderful, wonderful. So yeah, it, uh, where do you want to start with? Like, we always start with the, the, the cold open, right? Sure. George Santos expelled cold open, written by Josh Patton, Colin Jost, and Allison Gates. George Santos, played by the talented Bowen Yang, belts out a catchy tune about getting kicked out of Congress. Joining him are Andrew Dismukes, Heidi Gardner, Devin Walker, and Mikey Day as intrepid reporters. 
Hey, Sarah Sherman plays Wolf Blitzer. I got another qu- quiz for you. I've got a lot of quizzes. Quiz for, quiz um, for us. The Situation Room uh, has appeared in 10 sketches since 2006. Wolf Blitzer's Situation Room. Uh, this is according to SNLarchives.net, which is a site I often use to prepare for their show. Which cast members have played Wolf Blitzer in The Situation Room? Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> He's my number, yep. number hey, one. Uh, the most. He, he has played it the most from 2009 to 2013. Jason Sudeikis played it like five times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Daryl Hammond had to do it, maybe. Daryl Hammond in 2007. Good job. Yeah. There are three. Well, Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett, correct in 2020. Nice. So you've got so Sarah. We'll, we'll we'll count Sarah Sherman because she did it this time. One more in 2006. 2006. Tricky. Chris Parnell. Wow. Nice. Wow. You are correct. The, that is all of the Wolf Blitzers that there that has appeared on the Guys, show. Guys, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take the rest of the episode. No, off you did it. Because that's did it. that's about the best Perfect. it's ever gonna be. Perfect. All right, we've talked about this before. Uh political cold opens. This is gonna be the season now for the next year. Yeah. Uh George Santos, you know, Bo and Yang does a good George Santos. I'll, I'll give them that. What did you guys think of the concept of this one? Easily the best political cold open they've had all season. Um, for me, George Santos is kind of like the outlier because whenever Bo and Yang plays George Santos, it's really funny mm-hmm. and he's very easy to lampoon. It's, you, there's a lot to mine there comedically. And so, and here's the, and so let me ask you why, uh, uh, we talk about how nothing is stranger than the truth these days. Yeah. And so George Santos is insane. Of there's course. so much weird stuff. Yeah. So why can we then lampoon him where you can't lampoon somebody as outlandish as Trump necessarily? I think what it is is the, the, out, question, the outlandish things that Trump does are also diabolical and heinous, whereas Santos is just- It seems ma- more silly. Yeah. She's just making up like lies that are so easily provable to be false. And so- embellishing those lies is only funnier because you're just making up I mean, more ridiculous Tr- things. Trump does some of that as well, but I also think it's we're not just tired of Trump. We're just yeah. tired of it. And so Santos is a different character. Bo and Yang does it really, really well. Did yeah. you just put a, pull out a baby from the piano? He also, he, I think the other thing is Santo looks like, um, like a, a drag queen who is also a fish. <laughs> it's just easy to lampoon his look. Yeah, like he's like he's got wet lips and like <laughs> slick lip. back hair and like just real puffy cheeks. Does that sound a little Al Goreish to you? <laughs> wet lips. Wet lips. Wet lips. <laughs> Sometimes he licks. George his... Santos has wet lips. Lockbox. Uh, but yeah, I, I really and I especially like that it, it went from the typical press conference arena to Bowen Yang doing this Elton John ditty vamping. Yeah, and yeah. I gotta say too, I think that it is infinitely more difficult to do a very well known tune where you're fitting in words that don't fit in rhythmically and yep. still end up in the part that does sound like the actual rhythm of the song. Because uh, I did, felt, he did a great job. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I, I really like this actually. I just feel like Bo and Yang has a future on the show. <laughs> You've said it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. He's very he's good. great. No, no, that way it was it was fantastic. I really really I laughed uh, hard, which is obviously the goal of the show. But also, like Brad said, I, I respected that. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I tried to look at like before we record. It, it is. Like we're like Ben said, we're doing this on Monday, so the numbers are a little different. But I try to look at the YouTube channel to see um, which of the sketches have the most views because that that kind of uh, usually it's not, it's, it's not a be all end all, but that's a yeah, good. It, it kind of shows sure. a little bit of what's getting a lot of traction yeah, and sure. went viral. Um, and I, I looked back, and it's surprising because SNL doesn't always upload their sketches in the order that it appears no, definitely not. on yeah. the show, right? Cold Open might not be uploaded until the fourth one yeah. of the of the night. Um, 
So it's not always the the number one, but this had 3.3 million views when I looked at it. And the cold open always, or not always, but most times it has the most views. It does. But know? this one by far. Yeah, this one crushed, um, The crushed. next one was 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. So um, it had a, a significant amount. So I think it benefits from people who are also hate watching. Yep. True. Like, oh, let's, let's see how SNL made fun of me this week. <laughs> I'm George Santos. <laughs> it, that was that was right on. Dead on. Moving on. Emma Stone, five-timers monologue. Actress Emma Stone returned to host SNL for the fifth time, and she talked about meeting her husband as at the show with a cut to executive producer Lauren Michaels. I thought that was funny. Who broke a little bit. Stone was then inducted into the five-timers club by Tina Fey and Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen is, I think, 78 or 79 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me sad because I've always loved Candace Bergen. I think she's hilarious. And Tina Fey is drinking vampire's blood because she is not aging. At all. <laughs> uh, I do. I like now that they, they've done things in the monologue to reference this rather than making it the cold open, making it a sketch. I like to recognize it. I like to move on because the, the unless it's going to be a really well-written sketch, all it is is applause, applause, applause for the guest stars. And it's literally like 10 to 20 seconds of applause for each one. And it feels like a, just a, a big waste to me. So I'm see, I, I'm the opposite. Actually, I, I like when they do a proper five timer sketch. And that's I why too. I was a little I bit too. disappointed in this one. And really? I've been disappointed in some of the more recent ones, actually, because I don't. Uh, yeah, I well, recognize it and move on. I the feel Paul like, Rudd one. Yeah. Cause, I mean, and that one, that, well, that's that, tough. that one had, yeah, because yeah, they had to do like a makeup one. Poor, poor you know, Paul Rudd. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, I, I feel like they could have done a real great one for him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I like when they, they have like have fun bringing back Martin Short and Steve Martin. and. And some, have Dan Aykroyd running the bar and that kind of stuff. It's just it's like a, a nice tradition, and I wish that they were able to do it more nah, often. Move on, especially since it doesn't happen very I'm often. With, I'm kind of with Brad here. I I, I love it again. 24, 25 people. There's not yeah. A ton if of if it happened more often, then sure, don't do it. But like if you if it, it's such a rare thing, like have fun with it, you know. But I'm sure it depends on who's in town and who you can get to come come around and do it and that kind of thing. What's most important here that I want to talk about is. Emma Stone's husband is like was like a segment producer or segment director or something on Dave McCary on SNL when she hosted. Mm-hmm. Who approaches who there? Hey, I, would, I think I you're w- cute. I mean, I would imagine they probably worked together on stuff. I know, and, they, and like, then just kind of you know struck up a conversation. It's pretty ballsy, right? Oh. For 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 Emma Stone, <laughs> yeah. So I really think that she get her hands I mean, on a hot hot segment producer. <laughs> I know. Like Dave, what's him call it? Dave McCary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave McCary, for those who don't know, uh, directed a movie called Brigsby Bear, starring oh. Kyle Mooney. And if you haven't seen Brigsby Bear, uh, I implore you to go check it out. Oh, please, it's fantastic. Fantastic, very funny, very charming. Just, well directed. Yeah, just a well, just a fantastic movie. So please check that out if you haven't seen it. All right, moving on. Question Quest. A contestant portrayed by Emma Stone wins a pet turtle that was previously owned by the game show host, Michael Longfellow. The show also includes Heidi Gardner and Punky Johnson as other contestants. This is this is the perfect game show. This is the perfect game. This is so good. It's so fucking specific. Yep. And it's so quote kind of mean. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, and Michael Longfellow, you know, well, you know. It uh, got settled with me, so now I'm gonna give it. It's just game every, shows are an important part of up, SNL. Everything about this Longfellow ex- killed it as the host. Crush he it, and then who played the handler? Was it the new? Yeah, Chloe, 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 Chloe Chose. Chose. So yeah. if you, I watched it three times, and her bringing out the, the turtle uh, tortoise mm-hmm. and like fanfaring yeah. around it and yeah. everything. It was this was exactly perfect. And J- James Austin Johnson as the announcer, everything about the sketch I freaking loved. Three cars. <laughs> he does such a, a, a good whoever the um uh 
Uh, what, what's he? He's oh, he's he's so an impression, doing an impression of the guy on Price is Right. Yeah. I don't know who that oh, guy is. My but God, I mean, I I haven't laughed that hard at the first sketch of the night in forever. Yeah, what do you think, Brett? No, I I love this sketch. This was so perfect for Michael Longfellow. Just the way he dryly responded to Emma Stone's incredulousness. And what's great about this sketch for Emma Stone too is she's playing the straight woman in the sketch, but she's still very funny in this. Absolutely. Sketch. She is so good. She really is. She she's just got it when she's in the sketches. She brings it along really. Here's well. the next question. What do these two very famous people have in common? Charles Darwin and Steve Irwin. That's right. They own the same tortoise <laughs> because they've been there 190 years old. Uh, fun fact. That's true, yeah. actually. In case oh. you didn't know that, Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter, did own a tortoise that was cared for by Charles Darwin. I saw that the, is a I true saw the fact. YouTube clip of uh, Steve Irwin celebrating the tortoise's 168th birthday. And as we all know, he outlived Steve Irwin. <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, a stab in the Moving on. Fully Naked in New York, written by Dan Bullock, Bo and Yang, Celeste Yim, and Allison Gates. A group of people, including Emma Stone, Bo and Yang, Andrew Smooks, Chloe Feynman, Punky Johnson, Sarah Sherman, Marcella Hernandez, and Chloe Trost, share what cheers them up during the winter. This is a pre-tape. I don't know if I Wait, mentioned did you, it Wait, did you like the game show sketch, Nate? I did. I really like, no, I, I liked it a lot. And right. I, loved, I loved Michael Longfellow there. I just... I love how the the new cast members from last year just keep on finding yes. themselves, yeah. and I feel like he's finding the niche. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, for him, him, and, him and Marcelo Hernandez are, yep. are really rising to the top here. Yep, I, I feel like Molly Carney found that a little earlier. Yep, but these guys are starting to, and it makes me really happy for them. I love musical theater. If you listen to our other podcast, Go Flicks Yourself, you know that I'm a big musical theater nerd, and so this had the makings of a musical theater movie uh, song. I love the song. Uh, it, it was hilarious. I didn't under like I I, so, <laughs> I still don't understand it. I don't understand it necessarily. Like I don't I don't. Uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, they're 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 trying to make fun of or tried to make light of or, or trying to turn something into you know something that we all feel. This was not for me. I don't f feel like going naked often, even when I'm at home. And so this um, was just straight up absurdity. Absurdity. It made me laugh. The yeah. song was fun. Uh, Bo and Yang was great. What'd you guys think? Yeah, this just came out of nowhere. It, it's such a weird sketch to have <laughs> so early in the yes. show. Like, I can't believe this isn't a ten to one sketch. Uh, it just goes to show you again, you know how much like they've been able to shift alt comedy into yep. the show and just weave it in there without having it stand out in the ten to one slot. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's so so funny. I think one of the, one of my favorite parts about this is it's nothing is sexualized. No, in in fact, like they're talking about their flabby butts in the wind. Yeah. Like it's, they're making it non-sexual, even though it's clearly a, a very naked uh, sketch. Here. Just the fact that they're all endlessly smiling. Yeah, and, it's so weird. And the song itself, it sounds like it should be in like Tick Tick Boom or something. That's what I'm like saying. That. That's, it like, felt very musical theater. Yeah, just a pr like a real Broadway song. It feels like. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just so funny. And that Sarah Sherman coming oh in nowhere to be the, the creepy and trying to catch yep. rats. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love this. Uh, it was very, Another very funny. Another sketch, I will say it probably a dozen more times, but another sketch that Emma Stone just sold out and went for and just killed it. Yeah. She's just so funny. Riding endearing. on the back of a garbage truck fully naked in the middle of <laughs> New York City. Just, I want the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like musicals. I do now. All right. Should I we, would love to watch a musical where where Bo and Yang is just dead ass. Absolutely, naked. high fiving garbage <laughs> men with a, with a sunburn on his tush, spilling garbage juice on his feet, even though he's got hard nipples because it's very cold. 
All right, moving on. Tree lighting gig. The return of Treese Henderson, played by Keenan Thompson, includes him singing Christmas songs. The sketch also features Emma Stone and Bowen Yang as Treese's band members, with Yang filling in for Kyle Mooney after he left the show in the 47th season. Now, guys, Treese Henderson, played by Keenan Thompson, as I said, has appeared in five different sketches. What are the other four? I mean, they did this exact thing. Yeah, this, uh, did you guys know this was a recurring? Yeah, yeah. yeah there was holiday gig. Uh, Halloween yep. gig, correct. Uh, Arbor Day gig. <laughs> Every, they're all called gig though. Something Summer gig. gig, yeah, and dive bar gig. There you go. Uh, Martin Freeman episode was the holiday gig in 2014. Uh, dive bar was Ryan Gosling in the 2017 episode. Halloween gig was uh, Seth Meyers in the 2018 episode. And summer gig has been since we've done the show. It was the Natasha Leone episode. It's crazy to me that like um, nine years ago. You know, that was the first one in 2014. Yep. Uh, that's that's crazy. It's just, somebody's like, yeah, we, we haven't really done that <laughs> lately. But I don't know. I mean, this was a, a little bit of a low point for me on the, in the episode. It didn't it didn't really work as well as I wanted it to, even though there is escalation between like the flooding in the house and him talking about it, like bringing it up more and more. It just didn't really go anywhere. I did laugh at the, the constant references to schooner boots. Yeah, uh, yeah, just because the way Keenan Thompson was saying it's funny. Easily the best part of the sketch, though, was whenever Emma Stone was blown into that trumpet, uh, because her facial expressions and, are, and her timing. Yeah, her timing was great. It's perfect. It was really, really well. Usually, people don't know how to do that very well comedically, whether because they're not ready for the sound effects cue or because they don't know how to mimic. But she did a fantastic job. Is it just me, or does Keenan Thompson play like a band leader musician often? Like he, no, no. He, yeah. What's <laughs> up with that? There, yeah, there's several different. Yeah, versions that's where what he plays the leader of a band. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was. I didn't even. I didn't even think this was a bad sketch. It just wasn't as good as the rest of the episode. And for an episode that is mostly really good, it stands out a little bit because it's not so good. And I don't remember these. I like I remember them doing this in the Natasha Leone episode. I don't ever remember an iteration of this where I'm like, oh, let's keep doing this. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like I remember them, but I don't remember being like, please bring that back. Strangely, you know, it's, it's I do just... remember what Martin Freeman looked like in his because I'm pretty sure he looked like a Kenny G. Sack he, did. he did. Correct. Yeah. He Correct. Did. Correct. Yeah. And I, I, and I didn't go back and watch it. Maybe I should, but... Um, and maybe the, is that is half the premise like dressing the host up as something that they don't normally look like? I don't know, because Emma Stone was just kind of... Yeah, I, they, they I, usually I, give them like a kind of a funny had, haircut. Well, wig. she had an accent. Yeah, a little, but she her hair was kind of a wild a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's just a sketch to feature the... Um, the host being silly. Yeah. Right. Um, and all of them kind of have that. So. Fair enough. All right. Uh, next, please don't destroy uh, AI. After a hard drive malfunction ruined Emma Stone's Please Don't Destroy video, AI technology came to the rescue. Brad, you are in the um, a film critic. You have strong opinions of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, was this a little too close for you? <laughs> a little too close to home? No, no, because if anything, this just takes AI down a peg. <laughs> Where it belongs. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Please don't destroy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was this one of the better ones they've had in a few episodes. Not that they've ever been terrible necessarily. Yeah. They just, They're never the worst sketch of the Yeah. Feel, it feels like they've just been a little bit of a slump lately. Haven't been as great as they usually are. But this one felt like it was on, on par again. But, uh, but mainly because of Punky Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Punky was amazing. Well, that and just the very unsettling well, AI sure. mask that they used Punky, in Emma yep. Stone's Good face. Lord. Punky crushed it. It was so yeah. funny to me. That was great. That was very funny. The the visual effects do do a lot of sure. comedy, especially when they change uh, Martin and have it Marcelo Hernandez under him, uh, and then changing uh, changing Johns too. That was really funny. <laughs> I would like to know how big the team is that's doing the VFX and the. Or sorry, you know, not Martin Ben. 
Ben yeah, get it right. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be offended now. We're gonna hear about that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Because you've got this, you know, pretty ambitious pre-tape that they did with the song, and they've got different, you know, backgrounds. They're they're driving through New York. Obviously, those are all VFX kind of stuff. But I wonder how big the team is because even just in this VFX stuff, to make it look so bad had to take some skill, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I wonder how big the SNL team is because it's not like they've been working on that for four weeks. You have one week to do it. Um, I mean, yeah, well, think about what they did with, you know, the Pedro Pascal Mario Kart yeah, sketch yeah. and stuff like that. They're just, just impressed by him. They just have just, a great team, yeah. yeah they really uh, do. How quickly they can turn these things around. Yeah, no, it, it was, this is a very, very good sketch. All right, moving on. What's in the Kiln, written by Chloe Feynman and Brian Tucker. This sketch features a woman, played by Emma Stone, discussing her pottery with two hosts, Heidi Gardner and Chloe Feynman. Ben, what did you think about this one? This this definitely feels like they're trying to do the 80 Bryant, uh, Kate McKinnon thing, yep. or even Delicious Dish, yep. or any of that pairing. Uh, in, so this is a kind of a tried and true formula for SNL, where, um, where of, you take a couple of awkward hosts yep. that have very specific personalities in a very niche hobby. Not always realizing what they say or the connection exactly. or the connotation that they're, they're referring to. The difference here, that, so, so something that I, I didn't I didn't love, love this, but the thing that I did really enjoy about it was instead of them kind of all being on the same page of like, this is, like our art is very good and we believe in it, it it, it pulled back the carpet, or the curtain a little bit on bad pottery, right? Where they were like, they, they even saw you know, uh, Emma Stone's work and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's not really great. You know, that was a little different than normally what it, what you'd see with, with the dynamic. So I appreciated that a lot. I think it wasn't as funny as it could be, but I can see the groundwork here for some good Yeah, I could easily see this turning into a fun recurring sketch because there there is some good stuff here. The characters especially are are fun. It's it's subtle comedic work when it comes to the voices. And I really appreciated that because it felt like it came from an authentic place Definitely. of like the, how they created those characters. Yeah. And you just kind of love how easy it is for Emma Stone to fit in with this cast. She can do anything and everything. Like the, like whether it's voice work, physical comedy, she's just fantastic all around. And the way she easily fit in with Chloe Fineman and Heidi Gardner doing their thing, like it was it was fantastic. Yeah. What a what a what a good ensemble. Yeah. I am, but I am in the same boat with Ben where I didn't I didn't love this sketch. I do think there's potential for it to grow and become something that could be even funnier if they wanted to try it again. Uh, but I still liked it. But I, I also specifically enjoy, like you're talking about the voice work. Yeah. When um when either Heidi Gardner or uh, it was Heidi and who? Chloe Feynman. Sorry. Chloe Feynman and, and Heidi. And one of them had said like, uh, every time we give our this gift to our family, it's always met with the same reaction. And then I can't even do the voice. Like, oh, yeah. It's, wow. That was perfect i laughed hard at that uh the joke that i like the most actually is when they bring out that creepy face mug uh and the way chloe Feynman talks about it she says it, it never looks dirty because it never looks clean <laughs> Such good, so good jokes let's compare the two what i think you guys both said they're kind of middling sketches not bad but not great um which one do you like better tree lighting gig or what's in the kiln oh what's in the what's kiln, in the is kiln? Better, for yeah. sure yeah okay yep. All right, moving on. Weekend update. Hey, Ben, can you ex explain real quickly for our listeners that might just be checking in now yeah, what the predometer is? If you're checking in with us for the very first time, thanks for being here. Right? Uh, hey, hey, know, welcome. Smash welcome. that subscribe button. Um, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Uh, the predometer is uh, is is a metric between zero and one hundred for how Nate and I, uh, or sorry, how Brad feels the 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 unspoken connection 
and emotional, sometimes, spiritual, and sometimes, sometimes mental yeah. connection uh, between Michael Che and Colin Joestar. So we we try to guess that like a 50 percent would be like you know it was fine, but eighty to ninety percent. Wow, there was a lot of inside jokes. They were mm-hmm. talking to each other. They're Brad probably, was real, they real high five each other. There was real, real there's real charisma between the two of them. Um, so that's what we try to figure out every every week. And this week, uh, Nate, I think this one's high. I think this one's this is higher than this been. I'm going I'm going seventy nine. Ooh, that's pretty. That's pretty high. high. Oh, I, I think it's high too. You know what? Because I I have been wrong a lot more than I've been right here. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm. I feel like it's a little lower, but I'm gonna go higher because I'm gonna go against my my gut. Okay. I'm gonna go 85. Oof, oof, guys. You're both very close, but Ben wins. Ah, it's so. 80. No, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah price, I went over. Price is right rules, buddy. So come on. <laughs> you try to change everything. It, it, it doesn't matter, by the and way, because you're still closer. Yeah, every, <laughs> you're still <laughs> only one away. I know, but also, Nate, every time it's over for Nate, he's like, ooh, but I'm closer. Like, <laughs> you know that's not how we do this. Yeah, 80 for sure. Uh, they're... Uh, they were different. 85 was a little higher. Thought, have, but have, yeah. Having some chuckles at, at each other. Uh, a little bit of a chuckle fest. Che had a joke at Colin's expense. You got you to gotta love that. You like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there, was, there, was, there was some good There's com- camaraderie. Some looks longingly at each yeah, other. Of course. But, like, did you have a, a a joke that you liked? Uh, from from we, let, we, let me let me let me refresh you. So here's a couple of the jokes. Uh, like a lot of the jokes. George Santos being the sixth member of Com- Congress to be expelled. They had a joke about that. A BLM co-founder coming out in support of Trump. Melania Trump attending R- Rosalind Carter's funeral. Sports Illustrated writing articles using AI. The first Lifetime Christmas movie featuring a sex scene. And a three-year-long cruise canceled due to a lack of a ship. Which <laughs> just, uh, my, the concept alone just makes fun. My personal favorite one was Colin Jost talking about uh, people looking up the definition of Riz. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it's, and it's like, but if you have to look it up, bitch, you ain't got it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I liked the I liked the Melania Trump uh, funeral joke. It's like yeah. partners can live that long. That was that was that was decent. Unfortunately, I think that uh, Che fumbled the punchline for, for his what, what, what would have been his chauvinist joke of the night, and that would have been hilarious if he pulled it off. But he fumbled it too much yeah, to he, make he it work. He screwed up the, the the he got the punchline right, but he he, he said a word that it, maybe it, yeah there was something that didn't work weird. out yeah. as well as he, it was. I don't think he, he misread the the cue card. Yeah. Whatever the word. He actually to, stumbled a couple times tonight. Yeah. Or last or whatever or Saturday, you know whatever. <laughs> I think it's on <laughs> Saturdays. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really. But what's the show, guys? All right, there was one weekend update bit, old-fashioned cigarette on banning vapes, written by Michael Longfellow, Brian Tucker, Colin Jost, Rosebud Baker, and Ben Silva. An old-fashioned cigarette, played by Michael Longfellow, appears on Weekend Update to discuss Australia's decision to ban nicotine vapes. Uh, anytime you use a costume like that, I'm going to love it. I love good costume. I love costume work. Did you guys notice... That it was actually smoking. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's impressive. Because it, it wasn't a lot of smoke; it was just enough, and not everyone's going to notice that. That's some impressive work right there. Uh, if they, if you could give an Emmy for just this, oh yeah, they should. It I, was oh, perfect, so good. I, he was Michael Longfellow had me honestly almost tearing up. I was laughing so hard; it was so good. I watched it like three or four times. His delivery is absolutely perfect like this is this is maybe the he, mo- he excels at the weekend the most norm mcdonald he's ever yep, been yeah, yep. is in this bit yep. uh just yeah just perfect i mean j- just the way he when he's talking about he's like you know what they call cigarettes in london right he's like yeah yeah i know say, say it, it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna say it and like cutting back to the hitler photo twice yeah. it got me it got me good it's so good yeah he's just man michael longfellow don't sleep on him because like he, he doesn't show up super often like this but man, this this bit he had was an episode. incredible. He had an episode. And well, just I all episode he did. Really loved well. this. Oh yeah, sketch. the game show host, and then this, mm-hmm. yeah, crushed it. Uh, Dorks. 
<laughs> Dorks. You know how I know he's really coming on the scene is that I've not called him Michael Longbottom once tonight. <laughs> there you go. Good for you, buddy. And, and uh, if you're if you're looking out for Michael Longfellow appearing more, uh, check him out in Good Burger Two, which is now oh, now on Paramount Plus. Go. Just throwing it out there. Uh, what did so, you think of that, Ben? Uh, I didn't see Good Burger Two. Lots of uh, SNL cameos in Good Burger Two, but we can talk more about that on our other podcast. Go flakes yourself if you like talking about movies and hearing people rap about movies and having wait, rap? fun with movies. Sometimes we, we rap. What's yeah, it? Yeah, we've Trading done raps back and before. Forth, yeah, you know. we've done raps. Anyway, Nate, uh, I know you said you liked the costume, but did you like the content? I did. It was hilarious. I I, I really love Michael Longfellow, yeah. um, and when he's on, I just Weekend Update. Michael Longfellow is just a great iteration of Michael Longfellow. Um, it's kind of like some of the cast members you know that when they're going to sit in there, they're going to just, they're going to kill it. And I uh, loved it. Yeah, loved this crushed guy. it. Love it. I told Ben this uh, after we rewatched uh, the the bit while we were oh, waiting. Did you guys here. get to watch it together? No, actually, he he watched it early because he, well, we just the way the timing worked out. Oh. And I, I watched it, watch it later together. in the day. So, But uh, I think that I would love to see Michael Longfellow do a roast because I think that that would be killer. Yeah, he'd be he, great. He could Probably probably do really well at a roast. Yeah. All right, moving on. Make your own kind of music. Written by Mike Desenzo, Streeter Seidel, Jake Norbin, and Mikey Day. Mama Cass, uh, played by Chloe Trost, who is a just now doing all the vocals. Yep. Um, and her producer, and deser- deservedly so. Yeah. No, she's a freaking great voice. And her producer Emma Stone, who just killed that role, are discussing the potential of her song "Make Your Own Kind of Music." Okay, so uh, another little tidbit for you. Question for you. Mama Cass has been impersonated one other time on SNL, according to SNLarchives.net. Who did the impression? I feel like I'm just going to go on a limb and say it's Mike Myers. No. Julia Sweeney. No, it was in 1992. Any other guests? 1992. So it was in 1992, then I'm going to say it was... Chris Farley. That is correct. Oh, really? Wow. It was in the... there was it was an unforgettable where they were doing unforgettable and uh-huh. he does the mama like and they're doing like other people singing this because uh what was what was the guy that sang that what was and his daughter did an iteration of that song I forget. back in 1992 i forget what not king cole and natalie king cole and so if you remember right they re-released probably the just song. natalie cole yeah that's probably right a couple of married um, souls <laughs> Nat- natalie king cole you know uh, what same middle name yeah, <laughs> uh, and so they re it, they released that back in the early '90s, and so they did another one. Like, okay, now let's capitalize on it. It was a commercial with gotcha. you know these other things, and so uh, he played that. Uh, you know, I said I was going to take a couple, uh, couple plays off there, but I'm just going to keep guessing because it keeps working. Uh, yeah, do it. I'll, I'll get it again. So um, I do want to give a shout out to Chloe Trost. Yeah, yeah, she killed those vocals. And, and funny, at first I thought that they were using a backtrack, which you, often she, they do. And she was lip singing along to it, but then there was very subtle variations, and like, wow, she's just actually singing every time, and she sounds great. And, and then, not to say and she, she carried the sketch, but well, then Emma Stone said slow it down and do it like a yeah, great, and she did slow Phenomenal it down. Yeah, just, good job. And and also like. She doesn't have a ton to do in this sketch because she's just singing, but her facial work, her yeah. like, I I just want to give some credit to new cast members because no, she, she she's really coming on. And I but think no, it's really I, great. I disagree. She had a lot to do here. Yeah, I, I'm just saying like you, you, she is the one pacing the entire yep. sketch, you know, and then having to break from the song to like interact, yep. and act, and then go right back to singing. That's incredibly difficult. Um, but Emma Stone, How dare you? Was 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 so. If Emma Stone zany. doesn't get nominated for an Emmy. For hosting this Seriously. episode of Saturday Night Live, if, if this is the episode they don't put up, yeah, 
and if I they don't, don't use this sketch as the clip yeah. for why she was nominated, I mean, seriously. So I, you guys love this. This is incredible. Yeah. This is incredible. It's first of all the premise alone. Who wrote this? Um, because written by Mike Desenzo, Shooter Seidel, Jake Norwin, and Mikey Day. The idea yeah. that like, oh, you know, we're using all of these songs now. Is there? Is there? So a, what about going back and doing it? Well, who? Because I idea? feel it's like incredible idea. I feel like obviously the concept of taking old songs, songs you know, and making them slower is a very popular thing that they're doing in yeah, trailers. Yeah, doing movie trailers all sure. the time. They do it all the time. Almost, and they they have been doing that for like almost the last to a, five. To yeah, it's 10 almost years. getting a little overdone. Sure, but is. This one feels like they've done this in a movie or oh, something that so I don't times. know. So the most famous uh, iteration of it, as far as uh, using it, kind of a, yeah. in a, a strange, scene of yeah, something. a strange juxtaposition, is they used it to open the second season of Lost when they introduced Desmond as a character because it's playing while he's like working out in his like underground hatch layer. And it's uh, and then all of a sudden, like it's just a montage they, of him. Do they do the same thing where they slow it down? Or? It's not slowed down. It's just it's it's playing on a record. So like it's playing within the scene. Because back then they didn't really slow it. That's down. what I'm saying. Like I feel like the whole idea of it being slowed down though is something that like happens. They now. did use this song in uh, the Barbie uh, trailer. Oh, but they did, but they didn't. They didn't slow it down though. Uh, yeah. But they they did use it. So yeah. The the fact that again that they they thought about the the types of songs that are used nowadays in trailers for horror movies and 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 what would the original artists have thought about that? Yep, such a great premise. And then the delivery again, Emma Stone, absolutely perfect. I, no notes, absolutely perfect on the, on her performance. Physical performance, hilarious facial expressions. I it's so she, funny, like knowing where the camera is to jut her hand up. Yeah, time, just, timing the bah, bah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> just wow, is she talented? Just good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you liked it? You know she met her husband there, so <laughs> <laughs> there's hope for us. You uh, you did enjoy, though. I did. I love it. I, I just, this episode, as Brad has commented earlier, was just great. And and I can watch Emma Stone do sketch comedy all day long. All day long. And she just, clearly loves it. She has so much fun. We've talked about this so many times, but you can tell when a, a sometimes, and I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to blame uh, hosts sometimes they're so nervous th- these kind of things where it's hard to have fun because you're just so nervous so Emma Stone he, this, Emma Stone brings me full circle on the Jason Momoa thing yep because he was having so much fun that he wasn't good yeah Emma Stone was clearly having a good time but she's still excellent as the, the role she was asked I mean, to play I mean I don't I know this is controversial and Brad if I disagree with me I do think Emma Stone's a better actor than Jason Momoa though. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you the you 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 should be having fun while you're there but also you're there to, to do a performance and so if you if you get blinded by how much fun you're having and it doesn't really matter it really kills the performance Emma Stone is perfect you're a film guy Brad thank you oh, as uh, no, <laughs> we only pretend to be Ben uh has Emma Stone done any other than Easy A? Has she done a lot of like comedy, super bad, straight comedy? I mean, since being younger, I guess. Because um, it kind of makes me want to see her in more, even or just like a really good rom com. No, I mean, uh, I love a good rom com. She was in. Uh, this isn't the best example, but Zombieland. She, yeah, well, I was going to say Zombieland, but yes, that's a great example. I love Zombie. Uh, I love Aloha is a romantic comedy, but obviously that's not the best example because it, it wasn't very well received. And so she's of, Asian. is it okay or no? She's Asian. I I actually haven't seen it, but it, it was weird because she plays like a Hawaiian woman, and that was kind of just a weird, not like weird, an Irish woman. Yeah, like a weird casting choice. Um, but I, I'm trying to think. If, aside from Zombieland, if there's anything other comedy stuff that she's done. No, I mean, La-, La La Land is a performance, but it's not necessarily a comedy, but she still 
you know, and she, what, she has no, funny moments in it for sure. Uh, you know, great, crazy, uh, stupid love. Right? Isn't that the one? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I yeah. loved her in that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't you, know. I was you, just, what are you photoshopped? I, I, yeah. You know, that's a great delivery. No, that's what I'm saying. And I loved her in that. I oh, just Cruella. Loved... She's very funny in Cruella yeah. as well. Oh, is she really? Cool. Is it really? Did, did you really ever is. see Cruella? I didn't, actually. Oh, oh I'm going to sign that to you on Netflix or so. It is probably my. Okay, you were both yelling at me. Hey, you son of a. Hey, hey, hey. The favorite is a comedy. It's just a, a stranger comedy. Is that the new one? No, that's Poor Things. Okay. Yeah. And you, but same director. Okay. I don't know if I saw the favorite. Uh, she's in Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, Brief Roll. Oh, talk about it. She sings movie. Turn Up the Beef. Turn Up the Beef. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Um, so, yes, she's been she, in plenty got, of, of. I don't know. I, I would like one more. I Give me one more. <laughs> oh, she's also very the young. The Croods. We love the Croods, she's, don't we? Yeah, I like the I, I actually, actually love the Croods. I really yeah. do like those movies. I didn't like the Croods very much. Really? You didn't like the Croods? No. Oh, Croods, Croods. You put a Croods 3 in front of me, and I'll watch it in a heartbeat. If they're, they're good. I love them. I really do I love them. I don't really like it very much. I think you need to rewatch it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> give, it, give it a chance. No, I'm good. Uh, was that the last sketch? Nope. <laughs> no nope. po- posters uh, a boy played by marcelo hernandez falls asleep and asks his posters for help from mma fighter keenan thompson david beckham model emma stone and video game character ego wodum uh chrissy knox the character that uh, emma stone played has now appeared in three of the five episodes that emma hell yes yes <laughs> in the other two episodes who was the student Oh, uh, one of them. I are you are you impressed with my questions Kyle tonight? Mooney. By Kyle, the way, Kyle yeah, Mooney. I think Kyle Mooney, I and I think um, I'm gonna say Mikey Day. No, no, well, Not, fuck me. Then. Neither one. Neither one. Pete Davidson was both. Ah, uh, young PD, Pete, of course. Little, little Petey pants. Should have known old Petey D. Another question. Uh, no one has done an impression of David Beckham on SNL since 2015. Because why would you? Who was the the last cast member that did a David Beckham impression? In 2015, so I gave you a clue. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Alex. Uh, Alex Moffat, Moffat. I was gonna say no. Beck, Beck Bennett. Bennett. No. Oh. Leslie Jones. Uh, <laughs> Taron Killam in the uh, Star Wars audition. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yep. All right, let's let's talk about this sketch though. What did you guys think? This is obviously something they've done before or before yeah. three other times. Uh, did you like this? You know what's interesting? So I I, I went and looked back. Uh, to see what I thought the first time that they did this, because I wasn't sure how long ago they were you writing reviews then or no? Uh, I I was sure. I didn't know. If, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if you like went back to your notes or you just kind of rewatched. No, no, the no, no. I had, the first one was in 2016, right? You don't have sure. it written down. No, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2016, and I uh, and I was writing reviews at that point at, okay. at Slash Film, so I had written about it, and uh, I actually didn't like it very much at the time, and I don't know if it was. Uh, I didn't go back and watch that first one. I don't know if it was like a timing thing or if like it just didn't work as well as it should. I I, I said that the or, premise, or you, or you just got more mature with your comic. Maybe I mean I, I said the premise was funny. I don't know if that's but, true. <laughs> uh, but this iteration of it was very funny, and I don't know if it's because Emma Stone has maybe like hammed it up more as the character because it's gotten I, it's been recurring. I like that uh, the, the kind of the in joke that 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 he doesn't look like david beckham like in the breaking that yeah. was perfect to me that was i mean i love emma stone in this but that was the point of the, the sketch i really liked because like when keenan go goes back to it mm-hmm. oh man it really had me going i really liked it yeah no that mikey day almost breaking because of that God, was very yeah. funny too it's like no i i definitely am david beckham 
So I don't good. know if that line was ad libbed or if it was just oh, what it was, but I love. I actually brought that up to Brad because, like, when when Keenan Thompson brings it up the second time, I'm like it feels ad libbed. Yeah, it feels like they knew that they were doing. You know, and maybe because Emma Stone is such a good performer that they can have a little more fun. The cast yeah. member, they yeah. don't, they're not worried. You know, it's like when Emma Stone does it, when Travis Kelsey does it, the the <laughs> cast members just know they can have fun. They can have yeah. a good time. That's true. Yeah, everyone knows that. Like when when you have a great host like Emma Stone, and you have one who can like barely walk and talk like Travis Kelsey, like the cast member can have more fun. Uh, no, I also, listen. I didn't. I don't want to say. It, uh, you know, uh, I, I I think that Emma Stone is is a a, a wonderful performer. I I love her, and we've been seeing her praises. Um, I, I she got a, she got a nice butt. There, I said it. I listen. It's part of the sketch, and I I, I feel like. She you didn't know? feature that part. Yes, she you didn't know? feature that so. part. Hell yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, she 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 is not an ugly person. No, yeah, she's beautiful. Not 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 in the least. I and I I will say I think Marcelo Hernandez had a perfect delivery. It was, it was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Just looking back, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, those guys though, again, that those four new cast members of last year then add Chloe Trost yeah. you've got the future of SNL there they're doing great and they're and that's great. and and we can't forget either they already had a good new influx of people with Sarah Sherman yep. James Austin oh, Johnson sure. yep. Punky Johnson who who really has been P- Punky has she, come she, alive yeah this year. She, she's been standing out a lot more and I've, no, I've really liked what she's been doing I wouldn't say critical but we were we just lamenting to, the fact that she has not found her get, role get, and get, she's get more of her, her, yep. her yeah. niche you it know, took her a little while to pop you know but yeah and Molly Carney obviously has been doing fantastic as well so yeah that just the the roster of talent over the past two to three Years the future has, is bright. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would be remiss not to uh, uh, go one more time to Emma Stone in this um, in this sketch. Um, her the the adjectives are fantastic. On this crunchy, gummy, <laughs> greasy, big, <laughs> rusty nut. By the so way, terrible. you know who we didn't j- just talk about? There is the Please Don't Destroy guys. They're also new. Yeah, you know they're yeah. only. Oh well, yeah, yeah of course. like right, and th- they just seem so regular now yeah. because but they've only been there. last year was their first season right no no, no 2021 two, two years ago yeah. but we didn't we didn't did we even mention Devin Walker no, we didn't mention Devin we Walker he, he I will, I will say I, th- I will say I think Devin Walker is kind of in the same position that Punky Johnson was before yep. where he hasn't necessarily had a huge breakout yet he he's had a couple things that he's done pretty well in yeah yeah and yeah. He's, he's been he's been good in sketches he's a reliable straight man but yep. he, ha- he hasn't yet popped as like yeah, oh I, I really like Devin Walker when he does this he's the weakest of those that group but I think I do think just there's something more, for him. There's though. more time. Like, we, yep. we need to give him yeah, yeah. more time for sure. Yeah, but he, yeah. he he does fill a good role on on the the show, even if he's not always like standing out as like a big comedic player. You know, you're right though. E- each cast member kind of fills that niche. You know, they find their voice. Michael Longfellow seems to find that Norm Macdonald kind of niche. You yeah. know, um, uh, Marcelo Hernandez is you know he's got that kind of energy to him. Yes. Um, I mean, gosh, but. he's just vibrant. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, and moving on. Hilarious. Final sketch of the so night, the, the, the 10 to 1, uh, Diet Coke by Olay, uh, written by Celeste Neem and Allison Gates. Four women, Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Ego Wodum, and Sarah Sherman. Try a Diet Coke version of Olay. I'm sure this was funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it just—it seemed pretty basic. That's that's exactly what I said in it my. Seemed like a too. commercial they do in the nineties, kind of. Yeah, because like it's it's a it's an amusing premise. The, uh, obviously, uh, Diet Coke is very popular among the ladies. Uh, uh, I drink it every day. So, like I said, it's popular among the ladies. Wow! Oh! Uh, hey, hey, this guy doesn't know things. Um, and so we, <laughs> I yeah, it felt like a very simple premise of like, of like, oh yeah, it'd be funny if Diet Coke was a lotion and put sticky. 
pop on your face. <laughs> well, I don't know. Got it. Very the visuals were, were sure. like seeing them splash Diet Coke sure. on their face was funny. But yeah, it it felt like it. Um, they needed a little something more to like actually be worth you know doing. And it, maybe this speaks to the fact that we are used to you know naked on a gar- garbage truck now. Yeah, where it's it, it's not enough to take a normal product. It's not silly enough. You gotta you gotta amp it up. Yeah, know? that's what I was saying. It felt little nineties yeah. where. You do a, a kind of a, a a different mock-up of a regular product, right. and it's still Little funny. chocolate donuts. <laughs> That's not the 90s, even. That's the 70s. Or. Or. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going. Colon blow. There you go. There's the 90s. We're back. All right. It, Oops, again, I crap my pants. All right. Good job. So let's go to um, MVP of the night. Which cast member do you think did the best job? Should we tonight? all say at the same time? Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Michael Longfellow. Oh, uh, it's clearly Emma Stone. I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say Emma Stone because I think she should win an award for this. Yeah, I think but, she was great. but but here's the th- we talked about this before. You can't give it to Emma Stone because like you know she's gonna be good. Like, like oh, yeah, I, okay, that's, but that's the, to be no, expected. No, like she, yeah, she, 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 already, she already proved that she was you fantastic. Can you can't it. tell me what I can and can't you do can this in America. But here's the thing. She absolutely proved that she's fantastic and that's you no force. Said, she she you, fits right in. But, but she, if 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 a cast if a host goes above and beyond and but but this was not. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. But you, you, we're watching two different episodes. She, you don't think she went above and beyond? But I, but I, but I expect it from her though. Oh, I, like, like, what are you, my dad? Host, host. <laughs> I always expected that you'll do everything perfect. Host two, I also wouldn't give the MVP award to Ryan Gosling, Tom Adam Hanks. Driver, Justin Timberlake, sometimes Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Tom Hanks has hosted so many times, and he's need- not great on all of them. Let's be honest. Do you need to take a nap or something. Okay, but here's the thing: is you did mention earlier that you think she should win an Emmy for this. Absolutely, but 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 under the parameters. <laughs> but under the parameters, uh, we agree she's not the best part of the show. But under the parameters, do you think she should win a? Do you think she should have won an Emmy for every other uh, four of the four other ones that she did? I don't remember enough about all of them, but I'm and sure that I rest she my was. Case. But, but I know that she him. was great enough. Got him. I know she was great enough the last time she hosted Lawyer. that I was confident that this episode was going to be great. Lawyered. Michael Longfellow was the MVP nailed. of the night. I mean, if it had to be a cast member, yes. I would say yes. That's a fine number two. Okay, thank you. So everyone, at the same time again, MVP. Emma Stone. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. One, two, three. Michael Longfellow. Punky did great this episode. No, she did. Michael Longfellow, though. I mean, actually, a lot of cast members did great this episode. Question Quest and the cigarette, like, just top notch. I'm with you guys. I think, Brad, you said this earlier. Probably best episode of the season so far. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Best episode of the season. All right, let's go to Sketch of the Night. What did you guys think? I'll go with my first. I really love the Fully Naked in New York sketch, the pre-tape. I thought it was, I love musical sketches, music videos. I really love that one. I'm going to go with that. Okay, Ben? Uh, Plus it was a a near worm. Michael Longfellow has a cigarette. No. I know you don't let me do it, so I'm doing it. No, I thought we can't pick that one. No, it's uh, if I can't pick Michael Longfellow, uh, then it's the Mama Cass. Interesting. Mama Cass is great. I, I love that one. My the one I actually went with was Question Quest. I was uh, toss up for me. Honestly, you know it's a good episode when the three of us can't agree what the best yeah. best yeah. sketch is. But yeah, um, but but fully naked New York City was very close. As Mama uh, Cass as was, was Mama Cass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I could have picked it. I any almost book. gave it to the Question Quest because it's like I said, it's been a long time since the first sketch after the monologue. Yeah. had just come out of the gates and made me laugh hysterically. So. And plus, I I love when they take something as common as the game show trope and, and do, do something. something that's right. I think maybe I just have some lag for the the game show trope because we they've done it so. Much. It's a reliable not, sketch show format. Yeah. Not always great, right? Of course. Um, and so it's often what, just. What do you think? Me. My, I think my my favorite version of the game show was Meet Your Second Wife. 
<laughs> it's the best. If you, if, so if you listener, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted co- co-hosted together, I believe, and it was uh, it's it's a game show premise where uh, the current male contestants meet their second wives. That's right, and, it is, and it's in the future. It's in the future. Yeah, and it one is, of them is a, a child. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. You'll laugh your ass off. It's 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 uh, it's edgy when you know people. Oh, comedy on SNL isn't edgy anymore. It's very edgy. I don't know who would say it's not edgy because they, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe conservatives that just think that um, SNL only makes fun of conservatives That's and so good. they're not, but it, there's some great alt comedy now. That Seriously, is I'm so happy with this episode. I was getting a, getting a little worried, you know, a couple yeah. episodes in a row that weren't great. And, uh, and I'm, I'm such a fan. And I remember thinking uh, this, going into this weekend that I hope this episode was good because I, I don't want people that listen to this podcast that think that we don't like it because like the past couple of ones we've really kind of shit all over them yeah. and so i'd like to just say that we we try to hold them accountable for no reason whatsoever as, as real fans <laughs> are but what, what's interesting is typically there'll be a lull in one of the parts of snl but it's been a lull in a lot of the parts so even please don't destroy like like yep. brad yeah. said hasn't been great weekend updates been slumping a little bit well, and this is, and this goes and so, back to the whole idea of like uh I've said this on this podcast before, and I say it all the time, and it's a hill that I'll die on. Uh, I hate whenever I any, whenever that. anybody says SNL isn't funny anymore. SNL is always funny, and the only reason anyone ever thinks that their favorite iteration of the cast is the funniest is because you only ever see the funniest sketches they ever did. They don't ever do worst of episodes where they have montages of terrible sketches. No one remembers the terrible sketches. Yep. You always remember the good ones. You think that's how good it always was, and that's never the case. You watch any episode of SNL, it has highs, it has lows, it has middles. That's what Except makes it- for the Travis Kelsey episodes were all highs. Oh my God. <laughs> but Adam Sandler, to your point- Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, uh, uh, David Spade, uh, Dana Carvey, they all had bad sketches. Of course Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So, so like, if you think that you're not paying attention, you don't deserve comedy, you don't deserve happiness. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Um, To answer your question from earlier, uh, one of my favorite, uh, the recent iterations of the game show uh, was when they did What's That Name? Where they initially start off by having you identify yeah. celebrities, and then they bring out someone who that like person, the doorman, is, yeah, supposed to. Hey, what's he, his name? He's held the door for you every day <laughs> yeah. for the last twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Is your best friend Todd's girlfriend of four years? What's, what's her, her name? name? <laughs> and also the Jeopardy that they did with Tom Hanks on Black Jeopardy. Oh, oh that was. I know yes. that that's. A, I know you don't like Tom Hanks. That's, but. Uh, yeah, I know you're not a fan, but. Uh, <laughs> And I know also that that's not your typical game show sketch because it's Jeopardy, yeah, which is a different thing, but still, oh yeah. my God. No, it is a game show. Great, so. great, great, great. That, was, that was funny. Good stuff, guys. All right, what do we have coming up? Do we have another episode next week? Uh, guys, we are closing out 2023 it's with crazy. a banger trio So we just had the great Emma Stone. Fantastic. Wonderful. Emmy, mm-hmm. Emmy, Top notch. Emmy winning performance, hopefully. Beautiful, talented, all of them. We have two potential other candidates for that same title, I Ooh. think. Ooh. Coming next week, we have Adam Driver returning to host Saturday Night Live. And it'll be his fourth, I think, time. He's, he's, he's inching up closer to five. Yeah, may the fourth be with him. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then, on and then closing next, out, him. closing him. out love the him. year, the the week after on, on the sixteenth, December sixteenth, we have former SNL cast member Kate McKinnon returning to the show. There were some people I read on uh, Reddit that were like, "It's a little soon for her to be back." Yeah, it was like, also Pete Davidson was just there, are, and there <laughs> are several other examples before that too. You, typically, when cast members leave, they usually come back within at least a 
two years. Is Kate Kinnan doing anything right now? What is she have a movie or something? Or? Uh, I, I mean, I am super excited. So there's, I don't care if she's just sitting at home and yeah, invite her back. But, I'm not really sure. I, mean, I think it's just great to have Kate McKinnon back for the Christmas oh, episode I'm, of all I'm things. I'm you know? so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna get a whiskers, are we? Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, will they bring Eddie Bryant back? I don't know. Like, I hope that, that, oh, they that better we're going to get a bunch they of people better back. Bring At the very least, we'll probably get a, a, a um, Last Call sketch, probably. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then that's usually all we know in advance. Uh, that they only release, you know, a couple at a time. And then in January, they'll be well, back. Well, and plus, we're, yeah, we're going to be on hiatus for a little bit longer anyway, because they probably won't be back until about mid to late January, because the hiatus lasts over the holidays for a little longer. What's our next SNL movie we're supposed to watch? Maybe we'll do that. Stuart, Stuart saves, saves his family. family. Well, we'll probably not. Uh, we'll right away. <laughs> that sounds like a heartwarming Christmas movie, fellas. Yeah, Nate, you love Christmas movies. You know I you love, love Christmas, Christmas movies. Oh, right. boy. All right. Hey, if you uh, enjoy this podcast, please do rate and uh, subscribe and do all the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts. Let us know. Uh, go to... Uh, Whatever our website is. What is it? <laughs> the 10 to 1.com. Uh, the 10 to 1.com. And uh, hey, how, do you, how do you spell the 10 to 1.com? With is letters. It, it's literally letters? three word, uh, three letter words. Uh, yeah, it's together. a one, two letter word. <laughs> there's no there's no numerals. No, no numerals. The 10 to 1.com. Uh, the tent. We're going to be on break over the Christmas season. So if you just like hearing Ben's voice or Brad's voice or my voice, uh, listen to Go Flix Yourself. Go to Go Flix Yourself Pod or just search wherever you find podcasts. You can find us there as well. And join in on the fun and all the movies we get to talk about. Now, Brad, you are on the internet, correct? Have you gotten on the World Wide Web? Yes. Please check out my full Saturday Night Live reviews the morning or afternoon after new episodes air. You can see them at slashfilm.com. And that's HTTP. <laughs> Colon right. slash, is it, is it, is it slash an S? Is it an S after the I don't TV, fucking know. www dot yeah slash film dot com and that's all words too. Uh -huh. Is it just a slash? AOL keyword fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I got real aggressive there at the end. Uh, and you can find Nate and me. We're, 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 we're on ICQ. It, it, it's fine. We're on the ICQ. Uh -oh. <laughs> I can't do it. I keep trying to make my voice. Do it, do it, do it. Oh jeez! You Look sound like Ben's a dolphin. ICQ is dying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, most importantly, thanks for listening to SNL. Uh, we we appreciate you. Uh, check back in next week. We'll be back. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye bye. <laughs>